Hey, Joy Tribe, welcome to episode nine of the Joy Tribe podcast. I am so excited. I am sitting here talking to the real Jordan Grace, and I am so excited for her to share her story. I think you guys are just going to really connect with this. So, Jordan, welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. I know the intros are always so weird. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, I always try not to sound so like stage, but it's like you got to say it, you got to preference it. Yeah, you've got to. to. So I get it. Yes. So for y'all listening, Jordan and I connected, I guess it's been about a month or so ago, and uh, Jordan reached out and wanted to collaborate with Joy Tribe, and so obviously the first thing I do is Instagram stalk, because I have to see (laughs) who I'm talking to, and as soon as I went to your page and saw that you are an amazing choreographer and dancer, I completely fangirled, and I, like, got my husband, I was like, oh my gosh, Ben, check out this girl who wants to wear our clothes, like, this is so awesome, and um, so I was super, super excited, so for those of you who don't know, Jordan is an awesome dancer, awesome choreographer, where do you teach? Uh, I teach at a place called Roots Dance Academy okay. in Brentwood, Tennessee, okay. uh, but I also have my own class on Wednesday nights called uh, Area 54, and it's just an open hip-hop class, and it is so much fun because we just, you know, kind of dance, and then we film, and then we just do on-camera training. It's just really fun. Yeah, so I teach a <laughs> a cardio dance class, and it's called Cardio, what? it's called Cardio Swag. <laughs> And listen, listen, it's kind of like Zumba, but listen, a girl in my class, she was like, yeah, someone was asking me what your class was like. And I said, it's like Zumba, but ratchet. And I was like, wait, what? I know. And she was like, "Ah, that sounds really bad. I was like, no, that's good. So it's basically like a hip hop version, but I am nowhere near like you. But after I watched you dance in my sweatshirt, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I could go put my best day sweatshirt on and like dance like that. So, I want to come take this class now. Like, I really want to. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's geared more towards workout. Like, we throw in, like, squats and, like, planks and uh, burpees and stuff. But it obviously has a lot of hip-hop in it. But anyway, so when you reached out to me, I was, like, totally excited because I like to think I can dance. But... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you can. I'm yeah, sure you can. well. No, I, I, when I found you guys, I found you, I think, through, like, a, another influencer who mm-hmm. was, you know, wearing your stuff, and I was like, wait, I just love the message of it, and I just kind of fell in love. One, I think your merchandise looks amazing. Thank you. I think you. it's so cute, and then, obviously, um, what you guys stand for was really, like, oh, wow, like, I want to get on board with this however way I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, and every, every person that I told about, like, your shirt, like, when I wear it, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 10% ghosted, charity of your choice. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God, that's amazing. You, like, love it. So. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, it really connects with a lot of people, so. Yeah. So yeah. when we, we connected and then, um, you know, when I work with influencers, I always like for them to choose a charity. So when you, um, you chose NIDA, which is National Eating Disorder Association, and I was like, okay, cool, great. And, you know, we went on with our collaboration, and I kept having this um, – just this like tug to ask you why you had chosen Nita. And I was like, no, like that's way too personal. I barely know this girl. Like I'm not going to do that. And then I was like, I just kept on. I was like, fine, like I will ask her. So I messaged Jordan and I was like, hey, I know this is super personal. You do not have to answer this. And I asked her, I said, you know, why did you choose Nita? Had you um, yourself struggled with the eating disorder and you were very open and honest and said that you had 
And so then not only did I like get all up in your business, I then asked you, hey, would you come on my podcast and share this with everybody? And you bravely said yes. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. So I'm with me when I've shared personal things, it's always been super hard to do that. But then once I had done it, so many people had either walked through that as well or were walking that same path and um, said it really helped them. So kind of my goal with this podcast is to um, share women's stories because I think sometimes we feel we're really alone in what we're going through when Mm -hmm. in reality so many people are going through the same thing. So um, yeah, if you just want to kind of start sharing your story, kind of how things began and I'll kind of jump in and ask you questions as we go, but yeah, so. For sure, for sure. Um, So one, like, I think the only reason I'm really able to openly talk about it now is that I'm finally at a place where I feel like I um, can see it with perspective and I'm not super, super like involved, like not involved, like in my eating disorder. Um, I do feel like it is still something that I daily have to kind of um, choose to overcome. Otherwise, I mean, it's easy to just go back into those patterns, but basically like It started when I was, I want to say maybe 16 years old, and I'm 26 now, so that's that 10 years. Oh my gosh, I've never even (laughs) thought about that. Um, So what what kind of started it? Started it, and I'm not gonna blame one person. I'm not gonna blame anything. But honestly, I was homeschooled my whole life Mm -hmm. up until junior year, and um, I begged my parents let me go to my high school over here Uh because. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to meet boys, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and that, whatever, right? Because I've never seen a boy in my uh-huh. whole life. Uh-huh. I'm joking. <laughs> you were just so, just sheltered little homeschooler who never got to go outside. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Mean Girls, but, like, when she walks into school for the first time, uh-huh. like, that is literally what I experienced. Yeah. Like, mayhem. Um, so, anyways, I, I started going to school, and, like, spring break was coming around I want to say you know beginning of second semester and I kind of noticed that I didn't look like every other girl like Mm -hmm. I realized I was going to be in a bathing suit in front of all these guys that I'd never met before and I was like it didn't start off hey I want to have an eating disorder right hey I want to ruin my life like it's not what yeah it was never that but it started slowly so I was I started kind of with the diet mentality started cutting out you know, oh, I'm not going to eat cookies, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, and then it, it really, like, kind of developed into me eating, and it, I don't want this to be, be a trigger for anybody, but I was probably eating around, like, 300 calories a day for maybe, oh like, months. Yeah, and it was, it was really intense, and it didn't all start off that intense. Right. Um, it kind of developed, but I'm a very, like, all-or-nothing kind of person, and so when I'm, like, committed to something, I'm going to commit, like, right you know, to the fullest extent. Which is great in most circumstances. Yeah. Right. Yeah, except for this. Right, except for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, during this time, I was also dancing at a dance studio. And, um, again, not blaming anybody, but, like, the teacher that I had, I vividly remember, like, my, being grabbed, like, in front of all my peers standing around me, grabbing, like, my backpack, saying, like, this is not something anybody wants to see. You don't want to have this on stage dancing. I also, like, horrible, like, memories of 
her bringing my grandmother, who has now passed. You know, I love her. Yeah. But she she came in and uh, made me do a sit up on the ground without my shirt on and said, "Look at her rolls. Like that's so ugly." Stuff like that. And so. And that's so for anybody. I mean, that's just such a, especially a young girl. And I just feel like as young girls and women, we put so much pressure on ourselves just in general. And then to have somebody else putting that pressure on you, I mean, I can only imagine that that, you know, led you deeper into the eating disorder. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of confirmed the thoughts in my head that I wasn't good enough and that I wasn't pretty and Mm -hmm. I wasn't like every other girl. And, um, I mean, it just perpetuated the whole situation. Um, And so where I, I think I got down to like 90 pounds. And what's so crazy is like we're in high school my, you know, my friends had no idea, um, how to help me or what to say. My parents had no idea how to, you know, talk to me. It was just all very, um, hard for everyone. Like mm-hmm. it was very, it was like a big elephant in the room. Yeah. It's like they knew something was wrong, but they yeah. didn't know how to address it. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And I don't think my family is very confrontational in the first place. And so I didn't even know that my, my parents were concerned until one day I like refused to eat dinner like I had all the time and my mom snapped on me and she said you know what you're gonna either quit dance or you know we're gonna put you in the hospital and you're gonna quit dance or you're gonna eat dinner and I I was just like what yeah like like, I wasn't good enough overweight and now I'm not good enough skinny like how I don't I can't please anyone like you know it was just a really, 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 really hard thing. I would imagine it was a very, like, dark time for you because, like you said, you just couldn't find this happy medium. You felt as if you weren't good enough either way. Yeah, either, like, I, yeah. It was like I was either too overweight or, like, I was way too skinny. Like, I had a ballet teacher tell me to eat a steak in front of the entire class. And, like, teachers and, like, leaders don't understand, like... I am now 26 years old, and I still remember that comment. Right. Like, I still, like, you you just got to be careful. Your words are so powerful. I mean, actions are powerful, but words can just really leave a lasting impact more than you realize. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also be careful with what you say to somebody in front of people because, it like, you know, if it's – if you're just trying to be funny and it humiliates them – Yeah. It's, you just don't know what people are going through. And so never, I just always tell people, just don't comment. Like, it's not your business. Don't comment. Unless you're a really, really close friend with somebody and you see they're struggling, um, you know, then maybe then maybe be like, hey, are you okay? Like, right. You know, do you want to talk about this? Um, if you don't, like, that's okay. But I think I had one friend. I was going to ask you, so at this point, had any of your friends, you know, asked you if you were okay? Um, I only had one friend actually ask me if I was okay, and it almost made me start crying because I hadn't even, like, realized I was kind of not okay, mm-hmm. um, and I, I remember it was, like, after after lunch at school one day, and we weren't even that close, and she stopped me. She was, Jordan, are, are you sure you're okay? Like, do you want to talk? Like, I don't, you know, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I almost started crying because nobody had asked me, no right. one, like, and I just felt so alone, like the whole time and so that that pretty much lasted for about 11 months and um with eating disorders they're very like aggressive and like how they can like surprise you Mm -hmm. and how they change so um 
that was for like an 11 month period where I was just like, wasn't really eating. And then I remember on my birthday, I had like a massive birthday party. I think it was like my 18th birthday. Um, I had this big cookie cake and all my friends were there. And I remember like I hadn't eaten sugar, gosh, in you know, the whole yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember I took a bite of my cake, which was a massive, massive deal for me. I don't even know why I decided to do it. And it was almost like a light switched. And I immediately w- went into complete binging mode. Oh, gosh, Com- yeah. Like, yeah, like on like in a matter of five seconds. It's crazy. I, I went for months and months and months just binging like every like chance I got and then like throwing up because I was terrified to gain weight and all these things and I was it was almost more shameful than even the not eating Mm -hmm. because I was hiding the fact that I had to go upstairs and throw up the food that I was yeah it was it was very very shameful and um actually really hard on my body because you know when you're yeah purging yeah, it, it was just really that's, hard. Yeah, that's and really hard. I was going to ask you, so how did this kind of like, you know, you were, you're dancing so much, you're not eating, yeah. then you're binging, like your body must have been, you must have started having some health issues along with, with it. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anything like super crazy happen, but, um, I know that when I started binging, like my, like my esophagus, mm-hmm. I guess, was like completely getting like burned by the acid in your stomach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, I was like binging like seven, eight, nine times a day. Like there were, it was crazy. So what really, what happened here was interesting. You know, everyone thought I was sick. No one like wanted to talk about it, and then nobody knew I was binging after that. Um, and but I ended up gaining the weight back, right? So I was looking kind of back to my normal right. self. And um, I would get comments, you know, like, oh, man, I'm so glad you're doing better. You look so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm worse than I was, but I can't tell you. Like, like I'm I can't. So... It, I don't want to admit it because you think I'm better. Yeah, it's so shameful, and, like, you feel so alone. And so, like, um, yeah, it, it's crazy because there are so many people going through this, but you're so encapsula- encapsulated and, like, your depression and your like just yeah so uh, it kind of sounds like you like isolate yourself kind of yeah absolutely because you feel like you can't um socialize mm-hmm. because you're completely um what is the word for it you are that's, that's all you're thinking about mm-hmm. is food and then purging and then losing weight mm-hmm. and then it's just a cycle it just you know continues from the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep and so um kind of how the story goes next is, you know, I graduate, um, from high school. I, I didn't go to college. My friends all left for college and I got on this really weird, like, I don't know. Um, I didn't get on hand. Let me pause. <laughs> I graduated and then everyone left. And then I think it was like four months later, I decided to move to Atlanta because I had met a an agent in, in Nashville who had come mm-hmm. to, like, a dance convention I was yeah. at, saw me dancing, um, wanted to, you know, uh, have me as talent on his agency. So, meanwhile, I'm still struggling with everything nobody really knows. So, I'm going, I moved to Atlanta by myself. I um, have my own apartment, and this is, like, your eating disorders dream. You can literally 
just do anything mm. you want. You don't have any accountability. No one to answer you. So in re- reality, you isolated yourself even more, but yes. in that terms made it easier to continue with the bad habits. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, which was probably, it was the worst and probably best thing I could have done. Uh, I didn't know that at the point, but it really forced me to like dive head deep into the like disorder and symptoms and all those things to where it was so constant and so overwhelming that I couldn't function. I was not really like a living human being. Mm -hmm. Um, and so during this time, my agent, this is so bad. Um, he was telling me like every single time he'd see me in a tank top or a short sleeve shirt, like, wow, your arms are so fat. I didn't know that. Like, oh, your belly, like just. It was like, how could that even be true at this point? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how awful for him to even say that? Cause I don't even think it could be true. I mean, I mean, he didn't know I was going through an eating disorder at the time. Regardless, you should never say that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Right, but it's just like, again, I'm never, it's never good enough. Like, there's never a happy medium for anyone. And the thing is, like, you don't really need to please anybody, and I've realized that, like, it's it's really about you being happy. I think when we're young, though, we just don't know that. And I do believe that sometimes it takes, I don't want to say crashing and burning, but crashing and burning sometimes to realize Mm -hmm. what is important in our lives um, and help you have a different perspective on life so I do believe that sometimes the trials we go through in the end can kind of help us does that make sense no 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 like I'm just sitting here like agreeing yeah Yeah. that's literally so what I'm about to say is like a testament to exactly that like I so I lived by myself for about 10 months and did not meet a soul did not know anyone was just would stay in my apartment probably like the darkest year of my entire life Mm -hmm. it was so bad I'm telling you so bad I was stealing from grocery stores because I couldn't even afford to continue my binging I was I was just in a very bad place and I remember one day I was just in so much like mental pain not even physical pain that I was on the floor of my apartment and I was actually like god like I am either I have two choices like I'm either going to kill myself today Mm -hmm. or I'm going to call my mom and ask for help. Mm -hmm. Both sounded awful. Right. Both sounded awful equally. And I know that sounds extreme, but they both equally were. I'm sure they both equally terrified you. I mean, yeah. and, And to be at that point, at that rock bottom point where those were your two options, you know, that's, that's scary and that's sad. Yeah. And you know, it's, um, I think God, like every day that I somehow, I don't know how, but I somehow found like a glimpse of hope in that moment, um, which I know a lot of people don't. And I had a friend recently um, die um, of suicide because I just don't think she could find that glimpse of hope Mm -hmm. in those moments. And oh, it just breaks my heart. So, you know, just to think like how grateful I I am for some reason that I did find that hope Mm to, you know, choose, okay, you know what, I'm going to call my mom. And it was the hardest phone call I've ever made in my life because it was so embarrassing. Yeah. So helpless. I felt so helpless and unable to do anything. So I remember I called her and, you know, I, I, she didn't, she already knew. I mean, 
I said, hey, like, I need help. Like, that's, I think, exactly what I said. And um, she knew what I was talking about. She's like, okay, like, you know, like, I'll help you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think she came down the next few days and we went and found a rehab, um, re- rehabilitation facility. And um, I was admitted. It was outpatient, so I, I didn't have to stay there. But I remember I was there for about eight months. Um, like, every day like five, six hours a day in treatment. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, and, and while this is happening, I have my agent <laughs> telling me I'm fat and not good enough and a horrible singer and a horrible dancer and this Gosh. and that. And everybody's better than me and just, you know, whatever. Um, and so it was a really difficult uh, recovery. But I remember like, I remember the day I was like, okay, I think I think I can stop going I think I'm okay mm-hmm. like not okay but I think I'm like I've got the tools now right. to to deal yeah, with it to, to cope yes to like choose okay well you know instead of diving into my symptoms I can choose something else I have another option which is I I encourage anyone and everyone who's ever or who has the eating disorder to find a way to get help Finally, mm-hmm. is the saving grace, like, to my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, from there up until now, it's just been a daily kind of um, thing I work on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm a lot, it's a lot easier now. Some days I don't even think about it, which I never thought would happen. I mm-hmm. never thought there would be a That's day awesome. that I, yeah, there, I never thought there would be a day that I didn't think about it. So I'm just really grateful for where I'm at now after all of that because it was a long like it's been a long 10 years yeah I mean that's such a great story it's it's such a great story of um overcoming um what would you say to a young girl who like you has you know a new agent is trying to you know to grow her brand and is struggling with the eating disorder what would be what would you say to her oh my gosh like somebody on instagram or somebody doing like kind of what i yeah yeah just somebody who's (laughs) someone who is a young girl who is starting to have those thoughts that she's not good enough she's not pretty enough she's not skinny enough and is Mm -hmm. about to make the decision to go down that road of an eating disorder like what would you want to say to her yeah um well i'd probably tell her a couple things um a lot of eating disorders have to do with like needing control mm-hmm. and you feel like your life is out of control and like that's the one thing that you can handle and, and you know be in control of and I would say you know to her like hey like you're even this even this eating disorder that you think you can control it's going to actually control you mm-hmm. and it's going to take over your life in a way that you'll never understand once you're so deep in it you feel like you can't get out to if there is any any sort of person in your life that makes you feel bad about yourself you need to completely get rid of them because they actually are not good for you no matter no matter how much they tell you that they're going to help you or mm-hmm. if they're going to get you to the next level it's not true you can do anything you want to do but you just got to find the right people because the right team and the right friends literally will make or break you right um Another thing, read the book, um, You're a Badass. Uh That book 
Sorry, I'm not No, you're fine. Know. I'm like I'm like writing it down so I can like yeah. read it. Yeah, it is the most imp- it's so empowering. So I would say really use like resources. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a lot of money to go go to a counselor, go to this, go to that, whatever. If you don't have that support, go to Barnes and Noble or go to Amazon and download books that you can read. Even if you hate reading, I just challenge you to do mm-hmm. it. Because you will get some perspective that you would never get otherwise. Yeah. Um, and they're just very encouraging to, like, your spirit. That's so, so, so I know dancing has always been a big part of your life. Do you think, you know, I know dancing was kind of a part of how everything started too, but do you think it's also helped you overcome, you know, everything as well? Giving you an outlet yeah. to pour your emotions into and... That kind of thing. What's really funny is I actually stepped away from dancing for a while, um, for maybe three or four years, up until maybe like about two years ago. Um, and what I realized was, well, now that I'm dancing again, I've realized this. When I wasn't dancing, I just wasn't like fully living. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't feeling that like adrenaline, that like rush of performing that I. I think brings me to life Mm -hmm. and so once I've come back to it and I've kind of found my like passion in it again um yeah it is it has helped me a lot it is like a source of just energy releasing yeah Um, gives you somewhere to get those happy endorphins and channel frustration and just let it all out and yeah I totally get it yeah and and what I've what is so cool is I just started teaching about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. It's so empowering now that I'm a leader in these classes and I can speak to these people. I just feel like this entire journey has given me such um, a good just perspective and how to talk to people. Right. It's given me a lot of like insight on like you know how to encourage somebody like the way I wish I had been encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really come full circle. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really grateful that I'm where I'm at now, you know, and able to not force or not make young girls feel like they have to be a certain thing to be accepted or mm-hmm. loved. Or to be a but, dancer or to be a singer, yeah, like just that yourself is enough. Exactly. Exactly. So, Well, yeah. thank you for sharing yeah. all of that. <laughs> And I mean, that is such, you know, it's a heartbreaking story, but in the end, I think it is such a encouraging story because you have overcome so much. And I just, I know there's so many young girls and women who, who struggle with that. And so I don't, it is really brave. I think it's really brave of you to share all that because I know how personal that is and how, um, how big of a struggle you know, that time of your life really was. So I just so appreciate you um, sharing it because I do. I really feel like there's going to be a lot of people that this will either A, you know, they're starting to go down that road and this will stop them in their tracks or there will be that young girl who listens who is currently in it and that it will give her the strength to be like, you know what, if Jordan, if Jordan can do this, so can I. So, yeah. so thank you. I will you. say one more thing and thank you for saying that. I, I will say one more thing. Um, for anybody like listening who is dealing with something like this, like the biggest thing that I've realized is um, don't believe everything you think. 
because your brain is just a computer trying to process and it's trying to help you cope with whatever's going on in your life. And it's not really going to tell you the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's so, it's so, um, uh, freeing when you realize that, like when you can just sit and watch your, watch your thoughts go by instead of accepting them as truths every single time that you're thinking them, mm-hmm. just, just letting them go by and be like, okay, I see that that was a thought, but I'm not going to accept that as truth. Right. I'm but that's a lie. To- you're lying to yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. nope you're wrong (laughs) yeah yeah for real for real yeah Um, no that's such a good point because I do I think we are sometimes our worst critics and so hard on ourselves and when we can turn that around and be our biggest cheerleader and our biggest encourager and change that mind frame um it can make the world of a difference yeah when you love yourself it it changes your world forever Mm -hmm. when you really like decide hey I'm going to love me first, and from there, I'm going to love other people. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Thank you. Yeah, I think that has, like, been a really transforming, like, um, idea for me in my life. So, yeah. yeah. So, you have a coupon code with us, which is JORDAN15, all capital. So, when people purchase with us, they will get a discount, and then an additional 10% or we like to call it joy, joy will be sent to um, Nita to, you know, help spread awareness and help other girls who are in your same situation. So thank you so much for taking time to chat and to share your story. And I'm really excited for everyone listening because I think this will be big. I think this is going to really impact so many people. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So Joy Tribe, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, guys.